This is episode 579 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, 25 Prepping Excuses the SHTF Won't Care About. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, before we jump into our article, I want to talk very briefly about an article that I saw on Zero Hedge today. So many of you know that I record the, uh, the, the podcast on the night before. So this is the Friday podcast. I'm recording it on Thursday night. And so you know that I, that I do it the night before. So I saw an article on Zero Hedge about the situation that's going on in Baltimore. Now, I want to preface this with saying there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world today, right? And I could probably talk and do a whole podcast just on the crazy things that I see that pop up on Twitter, on the news feeds and and all that different kind of stuff. We know that there was a big uh, tornado in Missouri and you know three people lost their lives. At least that's the last that I had heard, the last news account that I had heard, but there's a lot of damage and there's still even for the, the weather reports still say that, you know, that that can be even tonight. There, there can still be, you know, tornado activity and it's been crazy the last, I mean, actually this whole week, it seems like there's been a lot of tornadic activity out there. And so we can talk about that. We can talk about the economy. We can talk about things that are going on all over the world. So this is just one little piece, but I wanted to bring it up because I don't know if we're always thinking about it, or at least we talk about the grid going down. We think about solar flares. We think about EMPs. A lot of the times we don't really think about that cyber act, uh, attacks. And now I know that I've been talking about it here a little bit more often. I know uh, it feels like it's fresh on my mind because I've been listening to Mark Goodwin's. Uh, actually, I've finished book two and now he just came out with book three. So I need to go download that. But, uh, you know, he's his book, his latest series was on uh, a cyber Armageddon and, you know, uh, cyber attacks on the grid and all that different kind of stuff. And so that's kind of fresh on my mind. But that is something that for a long time, the preparedness community really didn't talk about because, you know, again, we were always talking about solar flares and EMPs and all that kind of stuff. But it's so easy for hackers to get into our grid. I mean, everything is connected to the Internet now. And so it's so easy to get in and disrupt, not to mention the possibilities of really doing damage and taking it down. So I want to just touch base on this quick article here and uh, or just share a few things from this article from Zero Hedge. The article is entitled Hackers Now Demand 10,000 Per Day in Baltimore Cryptocurrency Ransomware Attack. So if you don't know, um, Baltimore was attacked. And actually, this is the second cyber attack that they have experienced. So the first time around, they really didn't do anything to protect their computers. But you have thousands of computers in, they're saying approximately 10,000, Baltimore City uh, government computers have remained crippled after a cryptocurrency ransomware attack locked officials out of critical servers 
basically paralyzing the city for 14 days and counting. All right, so here it is when I'm reading this. This is May 23rd, and so this has been going on for two full weeks now where this ransomware, and so for those of you that are not sure about that ransomware, basically there is some uh, virus, there's a malware, there's there's software that is put on the the computers that cause it to lock down. And so you can't do anything. You get this message. If you, you know, give us so much money, whatever, we'll give you the code so that it'll unlock. And anyway, so this article talks about that the FBI got involved right away. I mean, this is this isn't like a business being attacked. This isn't like you know, a personal computer being attacked. This is a city, Baltimore, right? In the United States, a big city being attacked, you know, with, with a, well, a cyber attack and they're wanting money from it. So the FBI got involved really early on. And the fact is, is that this algorithm that they have used, it's so powerful that they can't unlock it. And there's just, there's no way around it. So, you know, basically some things have come to a standstill in Baltimore. And basically the big thing was you can't sell property. And so that was one of the big things that has come out, but other things are are locked down as well, but they haven't been able to do business as usual in Baltimore. You're not hearing a lot of, a lot about this. This could freak people out. I mean, what if this, uh, you know, attacks a bank attacks, you know, a hospital. Now, again, this has happened in Ukraine. This has happened in other parts of the world. Federal uh, Express was hit, you know, not too long ago with a ransomware attack. And so that this has happened on a wider scale. But here, I mean, this is like 14 days that they're dealing with this and it's not going away. So initially they wanted basically $100,000 to say, hey, we'll unlock this. But when they weren't giving in, now they're saying, okay, now every day that you don't give in to our demands, we're going to charge you $10,000. So it's racking up this charge. So some of the things that they were talking about here in this article was we don't like to give in to demands, but the loss of business, the loss of money that the city of Baltimore is bringing in the the ransomware that they would pay is just a fraction of what they're losing. So how much longer are you going to go? Every day you're racking up, you know, ten thousand here, you know, ten thousand there, on top of the hundred thousand. And so you have that going on when no one can get to it. Some of this stuff is is or the the ransomware, not some of it, all of it locks down the computers to you can't do anything. Right. And so they're talking about that bringing all these computers back online could take months. All right, so imagine this happening in your city. And imagine this happening not just to buying and selling property, because if you have your home and you're not looking to buy a home or anything like that or whatever, you're not buying business or land or whatever, no big deal. But imagine this going into other sectors of society and what that would do. Imagine dealing with the banks. Imagine that they take out, hey, we want to take out the electrical grid here in this one substation, right? And so everybody else has power, but we're going to turn power off to half the city. You know, and imagine something like that going down, or we're going to mess with the water. And so when I think back about Mark Goodwin's uh, books, and then, you know, he kind of talked a little bit about the Stuxnet virus that, you know, that was 
put into the Iran nuclear facilities, that was more than just a virus. That was a virus that caused the machines to spin out of control and caused damage inside of those, um, you know, in, inside of the nuclear facility. So everything that they were seeing on their computer screens, everything seemed fine, but you saw this ramping up, right? Or this thing happened. And by the time they realized what was going on, it was too late and, and machinery and important infrastructure was already disabled because it had spun out of control and all that kind of stuff. So imagine them doing that to a water treatment plant. Imagine them do, doing that to, again, like an electrical substation. Imagine them doing that to other things, maybe like the lights in the city, right? And so maybe where you where you are, you know, okay, it, maybe you're in the suburbs. It's not that big of a deal. But if you were to go in town, that would be crazy. And and trying to deal with traffic lights and stuff like that. So there are a lot of implications here. And the thing is, is that there's no way to deal with this. There's no like antivirus that you put on your computer and it's just like, okay, hey, let me run my antivirus and take care of this ransomware. No, man, it, it locks it down. You're, you're sunk. You got to bring in another computer and you got to make sure that that virus is not on your servers, you know, infecting any other computers that you bring on. It's not as simple as, hey, let me go run out and buy another computer and connect it because if your server is infiltrated, it's going to infect all the other things as well. So, you know, there's just a lot there. So what the implications are, we could start seeing this happen a lot more often where hackers are saying, hey, we want to make a certain amount of money here. Is, you know, this is our demands or we're going to lock down all your computers. And so we start seeing that on, on, um, on a bigger, grander scale, right? And see it more often. And so that's something to be thinking about, you know, and that, that's not like, doom porn that we're talking about here this is not like you know emp solar flare type into the world as we know it type stuff this is like serious disruption that we could be you know uh feeling right in the case of maybe like a water treatment plant maybe they destroy they're able to destroy things in the water treatment plant before you even before they realize it and water has gone out of the water treatment plant thinking that it was safe and everything had gone all right but it hadn't and so man there's just so many things that you can start thinking about and you can start you know going there but you just Another thing to prepare for. Another thing that you know you you need to be ready for if something something happens. And so I wanted to bring this up to you because you don't hear a lot of it. Again, the alternative news is the place that you're hearing it. And actually, I mean, I've been on Twitter and I didn't see too much of it other than like zero hedge. Now I know it's been going on, but you don't see it. I guess it's not that big of a priority for people. I don't know. They rather focus on Trump and Pelosi and all that crap going on in Washington, D.C. When things are, I mean, there are some real serious threats to our systems here, you know, to, there are some real serious threats to the things that we rely on every single day. And you would think that, hey, we need to pay, be paying attention to what's going on so that we can start finding ways in to, to remedy this and ways to fix this other than just focusing on these other little things. Pelosi gets upset and impeachment and this and that and all that kind of junk that's going on 
when there are bigger fish, fish to fry right now. So anyway, I'm going to link to this article on Zero Hedge if you want to go take a look at it. If maybe Zero Hedge isn't uh, you know, a website that you hit on a regular basis, but if you want to do a little bit more research on it, you can go check that out. And like, like, like I said, I'm going to link to it. All right, so that was a long, I guess it's not really an introduction. It's kind of a, a whole nother discussion here. I'm going to go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It's not a very long one, but it's one of those that kind of gets you thinking. You've heard of Murphy's Law. Well, there is a friend called SHTF. And SHTF, well, he's just not the most friendly of people, right? And so when he comes knocking, you really do not want to open the door. But sometimes it doesn't matter, you know, if you open the door or not, he's going to be there and he's going to wreak havoc. So this article comes to us from Daisy over at The Organic Prepper. The title is 25 Prepping Excuses the SHTF Won't Care About. So let's go ahead and jump into this article. If disaster was a human named SHTF, it would be that person who takes delight in dropping by unannounced and seeing you at your worst, stealing your PJs, out of coffee, and taken utterly by surprise. The kind of person who takes advantage of your unpreparedness to ask to borrow the keys to your new car while you're still in shock at his arrival. The kind of person who acts surprised that you've surprised and makes you feel like 12 kinds of an idiot for being surprised. The kind of person you must always plan for like an unpleasant in-law, whether you want them to come by or not. SHTF doesn't generally drop by at the most convenient of times, nor does SHTF care about your prepping excuses. In fact, SHTF thrives and grows exponentially under more adverse circumstances. So suck it up, put on your boots, and power through it. SHTF doesn't care about your prepping excuses. All right, guys, so what follows are 12, or I'm sorry, 25 excuses that really you just need to kind of think about. So as I'm saying these excuses, and I'm going to go through them, like I said, they're basically one sentence long, 25 excuses here. As you, as I'm going through these, I want you to be thinking about what would you be doing? How would you, you know, would this really be an issue for you? So is this an excuse that you would give or do you have this one covered? Because maybe you need to go back and start thinking, okay, that's something that is possible to happen to me and to my family. And so let me see, what can I do to, uh, you know, to help mitigate this from happening? Or at least what can I do to not feel the effects as much if, if it was something that was going on? So let me go ahead and start. Number one is this, SHTF doesn't care about inclement weather. Snow, hail, tornadoes, pouring rain, and hurricanes all just add to the party atmosphere for SHTF. And guys, how true is that? Up north, you guys have been inundated with all kinds of weather. Flooding and snow, still in May, snowing up there. Man, and then tornado activity and all different kinds of things. Weather is just one of those things that just seems like weather is out of control right now. And so, I mean, I don't know if that's really the truth. I don't remember 
maybe a time where things have been so chaotic. But again, there was a lot of time where I really didn't pay attention other than, hey, is it sunny outside or raining or cold or whatever? Um, I didn't really pay attention to all the weather that was going on. Um, one of the things that I always read about now, though, is that we're in a cooling period, you know, on the earth. And so that can affect things a little bit more. But anyway, you know, weather is one of those things that we definitely need to prep for. All right. I'm not going to spend so much time on each one, but uh, let me go ahead and continue on. Number two, SHTF doesn't care that you sprained your ankle, broke your leg, or are otherwise less than ambulatory. If you have to bug out without a vehicle, you have to bug out regardless of your injury status. Number three, SHTF doesn't care that you decided to start prepping after you take that trip to Disney World because how can you do it before? That trip is expensive. Oh my goodness, just flashbacks of Disney World and how expensive it was. Um, Number four, SHTF doesn't care that you are on a boat in the middle of the ocean regardless of what you paid for the luxury cruise. Check out recent ill-fated Carnival Cruise of the Triumph or the Viking Sky if you don't believe me. All right, so let me just say this right here. There's a lot of links in these excuses, and so you can come and you can bounce off of these excuses to a bunch of different articles, but I have experienced this before. You know, we took a cruise years ago. We did an Alaskan cruise. My parents took the family on an Alaskan cruise. It was great. Uh, You know, going up to Alaska, beautiful scenery. I'd love to do it again. But the first thing when you're boarding, right? So we leave Houston, we fly to, I think, Minneapolis. And then from there, we're, you know, Anchorage, Alaska. And we're there. We've taken the trip. You have to go through a tunnel to get to the, to the dock, all this kind of stuff. And you get there and then you get this little piece of paper that the norovirus has been going uh, around, right? And so uh, there's they've taken precautions. So normally when you go on a cruise, you're able to just go do refills whenever you want. Well, now they have somebody who is making sure that they are refilling your cup. So you take it to them, they refill your cup. And so, you know, you can't just go get drinks whenever you want. And then you couldn't touch like salt shakers and and uh, pepper and different things like that. Uh, I remember my dad was very frustrated because he wanted to get he wanted to add salt to his to his meal and they were salting it for him. And he's like, just give me the salt shaker. I want to put it on myself. And but that was one of the reasons. Right. Right. When when that happens. And here's the other deal. If you wind up getting sick and you wind up going to the infirmary and they say, okay, you've got the norovirus or, or, or whatever, then they confine you. And I I don't know if they can really force you to do this, but supposedly they confine you to your, uh, to your room for 24 hours, uh, you know, after giving you some medicine and stuff like that. So if you're on a three day cruise or a four day cruise, I mean, you've lost 24 hours. That sucks big time. So that can happen. So anyway, just FYI on that one, that one got me thinking. And I said, I wasn't going to spend a whole lot of time in each one of these. I'm I'm spending a lot of time. So (laughs) let me continue reading here. Number five, SHTF doesn't care that you had planned to get your vehicle repaired. You have to evacuate regardless of the leak from the oil pan, the condition of the brakes, and the funny noise in the transmission. Number six, SHTF doesn't care that the entire family is ill with the stomach flu. The entire family will just have to pause to throw up while bugging out. 
SHTF doesn't care that you need new hiking boots and that you just haven't had time to get to the store and buy them. You'll be walking through the apocalypse in the ratty ones with the sole half torn off. Number eight, SHTF doesn't care that you plan to buy some emergency food with your next paycheck. You'll be dining on a can of peaches and some stale crackers. <laughs> Number nine, SHTF doesn't care that you always use electronic banking. If the ATMs are down and you have no cash, you cannot buy anything. Wow. Number 10, SHTF doesn't care that you had planned to get the propane tank refilled and now the propane trucks aren't running because of the ice storm that has turned your neighborhood into a mini Arctic circle. Man, that's one of those you don't want to get caught without your propane if you require that for heating and cooking. Number 11, SHTF doesn't care that you used all your ammo at the range and Walmart has been out for the past month. Number 12, SHTF doesn't care that both the store and Starbucks are closed because of a power outage and you are totally out of coffee because you didn't prep for that. Man, we've talked about coffee here uh, this week and so if you haven't listened to all the, the episodes this week, you need to go back and listen to it. For those of you that are that drink coffee that, you know, maybe you stop by Starbucks every single day instead of, you know, making your own first. OK, fine. If you have enough money and you, you can blow money, good for you. But it costs a lot. You know, it begins to add up. But those of you who if things went south and you depended on Starbucks, what would you do with that for that caffeine, right? So maybe you need to have a contingency plan at home for coffee. Number 13, SHTF doesn't care that you are wearing high heels when your car plummets to the bottom of a ravine. You still have to climb out. Number 14, SHTF doesn't care that the pharmacies are closed because of a pandemic and that you have no OTC or over-the-counter medications or home remedies if you catch the virus, you will suffer through it with medicine to treat it, and so will your kids. Wow, guys, I know that go back, come to the to the podcast website and do a search for Dr. Bones and go listen to the episode when he talks about the over-the-counter medicines that you should be stockpiling. How true would it be? Can you imagine if there was just an emergency and things were kind of locked down and, and people ran to the, or what if there was an emergency and people ran to the store? I know a lot of pharmacies don't carry a lot of over-the-counter drugs. You know, go into your Walgreens or your, you know, your CVS or whatever, you know, pharmacies that you have and just go take a look at the medicine, the amount of medicine. You'll see that maybe it's two or three deep. And so you have three people coming in for, you know, looking for some kind of flu uh, or fever reducers or whatever pain. Forget it, man. It's, it's going to be gone quick. And then you have one person coming in who can wipe out everything. And so you need to have some over-the-counter medication that's just smart. Number 15, SHTF doesn't care that your truck is almost out of gas and the local gas stations have closed because of the disaster. If you have to bug out, you may end up walking instead of driving. Number 16, SHTF doesn't care that you are depressed because you just broke up with your spouse, boyfriend, or girlfriend. SHTF doesn't care if you're in a funk because you lost your job or your dog died. Poop happens when poop happens. Number 17, SHTF doesn't care that you have made a rock-solid plan to get in shape 
As soon as the weather warms up, you'll be sucking wind as you hurry up that hill in the cold. <laughs> All right, that's a funny one. All right, but man, how true, right? Number 18, SHTF doesn't care that you are visiting your in-laws, the most unprepared people on the planet, and you failed to put some emergency food, water, and supplies in the trunk of your car. Wow. Number 19, SHTF doesn't care that your wood is not dry. It'll bring you a blizzard if it wants to bring you a blizzard. Number 20, SHTF doesn't care that you have 300 pounds of beans, wheat berries, and rice, but failed to plan on a way to cook them. Wow. Or water to boil them in, right? Man, number 21, SHTF doesn't care that you don't know how to cook over an open fire without inflicting second degree burns on yourself. Number 22, SHTF doesn't care if you have only a week's supply of toilet paper. Oh man, you know this is mine right here. Doesn't care if you only have a week's supply of toilet paper. If the crisis lasts longer than a week, things will be progressively less pleasant regardless of your intention to purchase more Charmin. Oh my goodness, you know that's mine. If anybody ever wants to send me a gift, just send me some toilet paper. That would be, you know, don't send me toilet paper. I like to buy my own toilet paper. You know, I just like to, I have certain brands that I like, right? So if if I did an all call for, hey, you, you if you want to bless me, send me some toilet paper. I'd get all different kinds from Amazon. So don't send me toilet paper. I will buy my own, but I just believe in it. I mean, I just just think about it, right? Just think about it. And if you think that you are John Wayne and you can go without having some nice toilet paper, then go get a phone book. And you know, that, you know how like phone book paper is like really thin, right? Just go, just use that. Use that once or twice and see how you feel and see if you don't come back and say, you know what? Todd was right. I'm going to stock up on some toilet paper. All right, number 23, SHTF doesn't care you plan to reinforce your door frame, install a metal security door, get a ballistic shield, and build a safe room. If thugs arrive to invade your home, your hollow core doors will serve as a minor inconvenience instead of a deterrent. Number 24, SHTF doesn't care if you think guns are bad and scary. Rest assured, if you don't have one, the people coming to take your supplies will. And number 25, SHTF doesn't care if you think doomsday preppers are bat crap crazy. If you don't believe the fecal matter is headed towards the oscillating device or whether you think it's all an alternative media conspiracy theory. Whatever your excuse may be, you may rest assured it could easily be on this list. And SHTF won't care about that either. You probably already know the things that you should be doing to prepare for a disaster. How will you feel if you procrastinate doing them and your family suffers because of it? Guys, that, that sentence right there that I just read, that right there for any of you that are listening to this podcast, those of you that maybe listen to the podcast and you also read Prepper website, that is a picture that you should have in your mind right there. Like not only you're not preparing just for yourself, you are preparing for your kids. And maybe you have, you know, I have older kids. I'm not really looking at like a five-year-old kid or something like that, but some of you do. But even those of us who have older kids, even those of us who have older kids with families who just don't get it, who are not really thinking through, maybe they've, they've grown up in a time where there was just so much 
uh, you know, plenty of everything, right? They just don't understand the possibilities. They've never uh, really investigated the possibilities of things going south. You're preparing for them. And so I love that sentence right there. And I wish I could get that into more people's heads. You're not just preparing for yourself. You're preparing for people, for your family. And so when the poop hits the fan, when they start looking to you, then you have answers, you have resources, you have the ability to say, hey guys, this is going to be tough. This is not going to be a walk in the park, but I have prepared, I have thought this through, I have some great ideas and I have some supplies. That right there is a big, big deal. That's why I talk about preparing and so that you can save the people that you love. All right, continuing on right after that sentence, Most of the time, it's an inconvenience, but in some cases, a lack of preparedness can mean the difference between life and death. If you need help and motivation, check out this article, which was designated to boost your prepper mojo in a hurry. The world is increasingly more dangerous. The signs couldn't be blinking in brighter neon. It's time to get prepared. No more excuses. Disaster won't wait to strike until it's convenient for you. All right, guys. Great article here. I greatly appreciate Daisy putting out this stuff. There was a lot of comments here and, you know, some people just saying, hey, uh, you know, good article, Daisy, but other people, you know, responding to some of the things that she mentioned here, other people adding some of their own excuses. And so, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, you know, when I was reading those excuses, when I read them in your mind, are you like, Hey, I'm, you know what? I'm good. That's not an excuse for me. Or would it be for you? It's like, no, that would be an excuse, right? That's my excuse right there. And I need to make sure that I start doing something about it. Start moving towards fixing it, right? Start moving towards, you know, adding to your preparedness, whatever that is, whatever the excuse was so that you can mitigate that situation in your life. So guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes so you can go link to it. Remember two articles there, the one from Zero Hedge, the one from uh, Daisy over at the Organic Prepper. There was a lot of links in this one, including that last one, when she said, if you need some help and motivation, you can come over to her website, click on that one and go check out that article. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 579 and another week of preparedness episodes in the books. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I greatly do appreciate all of you who uh, listen every single day, every single week. Those of you that are leaving comments and reviews, and then those of you that are emailing me, man, that just makes a big difference. It makes me feel good, like I'm, I'm doing something right out there, and I don't need it right? But it does feel good when someone takes the time, because I know that someone is taking the time to you know sit down, find my email, and send me an email. And I greatly appreciate you know when I, when I receive those. I really do. And so thanks so much for all of that and all of your support. And those of you, I know I mentioned you know purchasing from Amazon earlier in the week. I appreciate those of you that it seems like every time I mention it, there's this big uptick in it. And so I, I do appreciate you guys when you when you do that. Uh, it just make it means the world to me. And you know it doesn't cost you anything more, but it does uh, bless me with a little percentage of what you buy. No matter what it is, when you go through one of our links 
the Amazon links on any of the, uh, the websites, right? So whether that's Prepper website or the podcast or even Ed That Matters or even topprepperwebsites.com. If you've never gone over there, you can link to Amazon from there as well. So anyway, greatly appreciate it. Hey, if you are listening, this might be your first time ever listening to the podcast. I, I want to say welcome, but you want to go ahead and make sure you subscribe, right? And so you can come over to the prepper website podcast.com and you can see the networks that we're on. Or if you are listening on your podcast catcher, you can just search for us. We're on all the podcast catchers will show up and then you can subscribe. And that way you never miss another episode of sweet prepper goodness. Hey, this weekend, if you are looking, or not only this weekend, but any day, really, because we post to Prepper website 24-7, if you are looking for more preparedness content, make sure you visit Prepper website. We have a great amount of preparedness articles there, and really, it's, it's, you know, there's just something there for everyone. And I know that I've talked about this before, um, but over in the right-hand corner, if you do the little drop down, I have specific pages to things that might be important to you, like alternative news. That is, uh, that, that page is the second biggest or second most popular page on all of Prepper website because people go to that alternative news page and they're just, they're wanting to get a different view than the mainstream media. So that is there. And that way, you know, you can continue preparing through the weekend if you're looking for more. Hey, and don't forget to take a moment to connect with me. I have a link in the show notes so that you can join the Prepper website email list, get the Saturday prep that I release every Saturday morning, and then we can stay connected that way. So with that, Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.